Section 20 of An Essay Concerning Human Understanding. Book 2 by John Locke. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 23 of Our Complex Ideas of Substances. 1. The mind, being as I have declared, furnished with a great number of the simple ideas conveyed in by the senses as they are found in exterior things or by reflection on its own operations takes notice also that a certain number of these simple ideas go constantly together which being presumed to be long to one thing and words being suited to common apprehensions and made use of for quick dispatch are called so united in one subject by one name which by inadvertency we are apt afterward to talk of and consider as one simple idea which indeed is a complication of many ideas together because as i have said not imagining how these simple ideas can subsist by themselves we accustom ourselves to suppose some substratum wherein they do subsist, and from which they do result, which therefore we call substance. 2. So that if any one will examine himself concerning his notion of pure substance in general, he will find he has no other idea of it at all, but only a supposition of he knows not what support of such qualities which are capable of producing simple ideas in us, which qualities are commonly called accidents. If any one should be asked, what is the subject wherein color or weight inheres, he would have nothing to say but the solid extended parts. And if he were demanded, what is that solidity and extension inhere in? he would not be in a much better case than the Indian before mentioned, who, saying that the world was supported by a great elephant, was asked what the elephant rested on, to which his answer was a great tortoise. But being again pressed to know what gave support to the broad-backed tortoise, replied, something he knew not what. And thus here, as in all other cases, where we use words without having clear and distinct ideas, we talk like children, who, being questioned what such a thing is, which they know not, readily gives this satisfactory answer that it is something, which, in truth, signifies no more, when so used, either by children or men, but that they know not what, and that the thing they pretend to know and talk of is what they have no distinct idea of at all, and so are perfectly ignorant of it and in the dark. The idea, then, we have, to which we give the general name substance, being nothing but the supposed, but unknown support of those qualities we find existing, which we imagine cannot subsist sine re substante, without something to support them. We call that support substantia which according to the true import of the word is in plain english standing under or upholding three 
an obscure and relative idea of substance in general being thus made we come to have the ideas of particular sorts of substances by collecting such combinations of simple ideas as are by experience and observation of men's senses taken notice of to exist together and are therefore supposed to flow from the particular internal constitution or unknown essence of that substance thus we come to have the ideas of a man horse gold water etc of which substances whether any one has any other clear idea further than of certain simple ideas coexistent together i appeal to everyone's own experience it is the ordinary qualities observable in iron or in diamond put together that make the true complex idea of those substances which a smith or a jeweler commonly knows better than a philosopher who whatever substantial forms he may talk of has no idea of those substances than what is framed by a collection of those simple ideas which are to be found in them only we must take notice that our complex ideas of substances besides all those simple ideas they are made up of have always the confused idea of something to which they belong and in which they subsist and therefore when we speak of any sort of substance we say it is a thing having such or such qualities as body is a thing that is extended figured and capable of motion spirit a thing capable of thinking and so hardness friability and power to draw iron we say are qualities to be found in a lodestone these and the like fashions of speaking intimate that the substance is supposed always something besides the extension figure solidity motion thinking or other observable ideas though we know not what it is four hence when we talk or think of any particular sort of corporeal substances as horse stone etc though the idea we have of either of them be but the complication or collection of those several simple ideas of sensible qualities which we used to find united in the thing called horse or stone yet because we cannot conceive how they should subsist alone nor one in another we suppose them existing in and supported by some common subject which support we denote by the name substance though it be certain we have no clear or distinct idea of that thing we suppose a support five the same thing happens concerning the operations of the mind that is to say thinking reasoning fearing etc which we concluding not to subsist of themselves nor apprehending how they can belong to body or be produced by it we are apt to think these the actions of some other substance which we call spirit whereby yet it is evident that having no other idea or notion of the matter but something wherein those many sensible qualities which affect our senses do subsist 
by supposing a substance wherein thinking knowing doubting and a power of moving etc do subsist we have as clear a notion of the substance of spirit as we have of body that one being supposed to be without knowing what it is the substratum to those simple ideas we have from without and the other supposed with a like ignorance of what it is to be the substratum to those operations we experiment in ourselves within it is plain then that the idea of corporeal substance in matter is as remote from our conceptions and apprehensions is that of spiritual substance or spirit and therefore from our not having any notion of the substance of spirit we can no more conclude its non-existence than we can for the same reason deny the existence of body it being as rational to affirm there is no body because we have no clear and distinct idea of the substance of matter as to say there is no spirit because we have no clear and distinct idea of the substance of a spirit. 6. Whatever, therefore, be the secret abstract nature of substance in general, all the ideas we have of particular distinct sorts of substances are nothing but several combinations of simple ideas, coexisting in such, though unknown, cause of their union as makes the whole subsist of itself. It is by such combinations of simple ideas, and nothing else, that we represent particular sorts of substances to ourselves. Such are the ideas we have of their several species in our minds, and such only do we, by their specific names, signify to others, for example, man, horse, sun, water, iron, upon hearing which words every one who understands the language frames in his mind a combination of those several simple ideas which he has usually observed or fancied to exist together under the denomination all which he supposes to rest in and be as it were adherent to that unknown common subject which inheres not in anything else. Though in the meantime it be manifest, and every one upon inquiry into his own thoughts will find, that he has no other idea of any substance, for example, let it be gold, horse, iron, man, vitriol, bread, but what he has barely of those sensible qualities which he supposes to inhere with a supposition of such a substratum as gives, as it were, a support to those qualities or simple ideas which he has observed to exist united together. Thus the idea of the sun, which it is but an aggregate of those several simple ideas, bright, hot, roundish, having a constant regular motion at a certain distance from us, and perhaps some other as he who thinks and discourses of the sun has been more or less accurate in observing those sensible qualities ideas or properties which are in that thing which he calls the sun seven 
for he has the perfectest idea of any of the particular sorts of substances who has gathered and put together most of those simple ideas which do exist in it among which are to be reckoned its active powers and passive capacities which though not simple ideas yet in this respect for brevity's sake may conveniently enough be reckoned amongst them thus the power of drawing iron is one of the ideas of the complex one of that substance we call a lodestone and power to be so drawn is a part of the complex one we call iron which powers pass for inherent qualities in those subjects because every substance being as apt by the powers we observe in it to change some sensible qualities in other subjects as it is to produce in us those simple ideas which we receive immediately from it does by those new sensible qualities introduced into other subjects discover to us those powers which do thereby immediately affect our senses as regularly as its sensible qualities do it immediately for example we immediately by our senses perceive in fire its heat and color which are if rightly considered nothing but powers in it to produce those ideas in us we also by our senses perceive the color and brittleness of charcoal whereby we come by the knowledge of another power in fire which it has to change the color and consistency of wood by the former fire immediately by the latter it immediately discovers to us these several qualities which therefore we look upon to be a part of the qualities of fire and so make them a part of the complex idea of it for all those powers that we take cognizance of terminating only in the alteration of some sensible qualities in those subjects on which they operate and so making them exhibit to us new sensible ideas therefore it is that i have reckoned these powers amongst the simple ideas which make the complex ones of the sort of substances though these powers considered in themselves are truly complex ideas and in this looser sense i crave leave to be understood when i name any of these potentialities among the simple ideas which we recollect in our minds when we think of particular substances for the powers that are severally in them are necessary to be considered if we will have true distinct notions of the several sorts of substances eight nor are we to wonder that powers make a great part of our complex ideas of substances since their secondary qualities are those which in most of them serve principally to distinguish substances one from another and commonly make a considerable part of the complex idea of the several sorts of them for our senses failing us in the discovery of the bulk texture and figure of the minute parts of bodies on which their real constitutions and differences depend we are fain to make use of their secondary qualities 
as the characteristical notes and marks whereby to frame ideas of them in our minds and distinguish them one from another all which secondary qualities has been shown are nothing but bare powers for the color and taste of opium are as well as its soporific or anodyned virtues mere powers depending on its primary qualities whereby it is fitted to produce different operations on different parts of our bodies nine the ideas that make our complex ones of corporeal substances are of these three sorts first the ideas of the primary qualities of things which are discovered by our senses and are in them even when we perceive them not such are the bulk figure number situation and motion of the parts of bodies which are really in them whether we take notice of them or not secondly the sensible secondary qualities which depending on these are nothing but the powers those substances have to produce several ideas in us by our senses which ideas are not in the things themselves otherwise than as anything is in its cause thirdly the aptness we consider in any substance to give or receive such alterations of primary qualities as that the substance so altered should produce in us different ideas from what it did before these are called active and passive powers all which powers as far as we have any notice or notion of them terminate only in sensible simple ideas for whatever alteration a lodestone has the power to make in the minute particles of iron we should have no notion of any power it had at all to operate on iron did not its sensible motion discover it and i doubt not but there are a thousand changes that bodies we daily handle have a power to use in one another which we never suspect because they never appear in sensible effects ten powers therefore justly make a great part of our complex ideas of substances he that will examine his complex idea of gold will find several of its ideas that make it up to be only powers as the power of being melted but of not spending itself in the fire of being dissolved in aqua regia are ideas as necessary to make up our complex idea of gold as its color and weight which if duly considered are also nothing but different powers for to speak truly yellowness is not actually in gold but is a power in gold to produce that idea in us by our eyes when placed in a due light and the heat which we cannot leave out of our ideas of the sun is no more really in the sun than the white color it introduces into wax these are both equally powers in the sun operating by the motion and figure of its sensible parts so on a man is to make him have the idea of heat and so on wax is to make it capable to produce in a man the idea of white eleven 
had we senses acute enough to discern the minute particles of bodies and the real constitution on which their sensible qualities depend i doubt not but they would produce quite different ideas in us and that which is now the yellow colour of gold would then disappear and instead of it we should see an admirable texture of parts of a certain size and figure this microscopes plainly discover to us for what to our naked eyes produce a certain colour is by thus augmenting the acuteness of our senses discovered to be quite a different thing and the thus altering as it were the proportion of the bulk of the minute parts of a coloured object to our usual sight produces different ideas from what it did before thus sand or pounded glass which is opaque and white to the naked eye is pellucid in a microscope and a hair seen in this way loses its former colour and is in a great measure pellucid with a mixture of some bright sparkling colours such as appear from the refraction of diamonds and other pellucid bodies blood to the naked eye appears all red but by a good microscope wherein its lesser parts appear shows only some few globules of red swimming in a pellucid liqueur and how these red globules would appear if glasses could be found that could yet magnify them a thousand or ten thousand times more is uncertain twelve the infinite wise contriver of us and all things about us have fitted our senses faculties and organs to the conveniences of life and the business we have to do here we are able by our senses to know and distinguish things and to examine them so far as to apply them to our uses and several ways to accommodate the exigencies of this life we have insight enough into their admirable contrivances and wonderful effects to admire and magnify the wisdom power and goodness of their author such a knowledge as this which is suited to our present condition we want not faculties to attain but it appears that god intended we should have a perfect clear and adequate knowledge of them that perhaps is not in the comprehension of any finite being we are furnished with faculties dull and weak as they are to discover enough in the creatures to lead us to the knowledge of the creator and the knowledge of our duty and we are fitted well enough with abilities to provide for the conveniences of living these are our business in the world but were our senses altered and made much quicker and acuter the appearance and outward scheme of things would have quite another face to us and i am apt to think would be inconsistent with our being or at least well-being in this part of the universe which we inhabit he that considers how little our constitution is able to bear a remove into parts of this air not much higher than that we commonly breathe in will have reason to be satisfied that 
in this globe of earth allotted for our mansion the all-wise architect has suited our organs and the bodies that are to affect them one to another if our sense of hearing were but a thousand times quicker than it is how would a perpetual noise distract us and we should in the quietest retirement be able less to sleep or meditate than in the middle of a sea-fight nay if the most instructive of our senses seeing were in any man a thousand or a hundred thousand times more acute than it is by the best microscope things several millions of times less than the smallest object of his sight now would then be visible to his naked eyes and so he would come nearer to the discovery of the texture and motion of the minute parts of corporeal things and in many of them probably get ideas of their internal constitutions but then he would be in quite a different world from other people nothing would appear the same to him and others the visible ideas of everything would be different so that i doubt whether he and the rest of men could discourse concerning the objects of sight or have any communication about colors their appearances being so wholly different and perhaps such a quickness and tenderness of sight could not endure bright sunshine or so much as open daylight nor take in but a very small part of any object at once and that too only at a very near distance and if by the help of such microscopical eyes if i may so call them a man could penetrate further than ordinary into the secret composition and radical texture of bodies he would not make any great advantage by the change if such an acute sight would not serve to conduct him to the market and exchange if he could not see things he was to avoid at a convenient distance nor distinguish things he had to do with by those sensible qualities others do he that was sharp-sighted enough to see the configuration of the minute particles of the spring of a clock and observe upon what peculiar structure and impulse its elastic motion depends would no doubt discover something very admirable but if eyes so framed could not view at once the hand and the characters of the hour-plate and thereby at a distance see what o'clock it was their owner could not be much benefited by that acuteness which whilst this discovered the secret contrivance of the parts of the machine made him lose its use end of section twenty